This podcast is brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. BankInfoSecurity.com is your source for the news and views shaping security and risk management within the finance space. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with BankInfoSecurity.com with the Week in Review for Saturday, July 24, 2010. What fraud trends are expected to have the greatest impact on the banking industry over the next 18 months? Some might surprise you. This week, the FDIC's Chief of Cyber Fraud and Financial Crimes shares his thoughts about international fraud trends, as well as the top five fraud threats he expects to be the most devastating and challenging. The problem more globally is that sometimes the fraud is coming from other parts of the world that may not be originating here in the United States. There are other countries that sort of are more more well known for having frauds committed there. So identifying where certain kinds of frauds are coming from is important so that we can work with the local banking industry there, the regulatory agencies there, or law enforcement if need be. Malware, phishing, data breaches rake among the top five, but some of the old-fashioned low-tech fraud schemes make the list too. Despite decreases in check use, counterfeit checks remain prevalent, as does mortgage fraud. After this short break, I'll be back with more of our top stories and features for the week. Are you responsible for your institution's compliance program? Do ATM fraud, ACH fraud, and online fraud keep you up at night? Do you have any certifications which require continuing professional education credit hours? The solution to your problems may be the BankInfoSecurity.com Educational Webinar Library. You'll find plenty of courses that align with your core responsibilities. Visit BankInfoSecurity.com for more information on how to access these webinars. For months, we've been reading about the adverse effects BP's deep water oil drill explosion and subsequent oil spill are having on the environment. Now, as recovery checks start hitting the Gulf Coast, we're starting to see how millions of dollars pouring into a region can adversely affect fraud controls. Last week, Heritage First Bank in Alabama caught wind of a phishing scheme aimed at BP claimants and quickly took action to notify its customers. The attack was not aimed at Heritage First, but since a number of Heritage First customers are recipients of funds, the bank thought it prudent to ensure its customers were informed. The bank's actions are impressive and should serve as a lesson for other institutions in the Gulf. But this notification made me think. Since so many of the funds recipients in the Gulf are actually consumers who lack traditional banking relationships, who's going to be charged with notifying those recipients when phishing scams and counterfeit checks related to the recovery abound? Could the disaster in the Gulf offer banks an opportunity to open a dialogue with these unbanked users and offer a much-needed service? I wonder. And finally, our third top story of the week takes us inside the Comerica Experimental lawsuit, where once again we see how the breach of commercial accounts continues to rock customer-to-bank relationships. This week, managing editor Linda McGlasson walks through the timeline of events that led to the lawsuit, which is expected to go to trial by the end of the year. In just a matter of hours, Experimetal saw nearly $2 million disappear from its Comerica bank account. Fraudsters had systematically transferred funds to accounts in Russia, Estonia, and elsewhere. Some of the funds were recovered, but not enough. Experimetal claims holes in the bank's email authentication system are to blame for the hack. That's this week's Week in Review. For BankInfoSecurity.com, I'm Tracy Kitten. Have a great week. This podcast has been brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.BankInfoSecurity.com.